It is the big show in the morning. I'm Logan. He's Patrick. Garrett and Alex are in the other room. We'll get to Peter Labardius in just moments here. But before we do that, a little big of announcement. A little bit of a, a little bit of business to handle on this Friday. We've been telling you about this for the last couple of weeks here on the station. And we've missed out on some things over the last couple of years. There's been pandemics and other things in the way. But we're happy to have told you the last couple of weeks that the Sportsnet 960 Beer League game is officially back. Yeah, it is. And this year we're doing things a little differently. We're going to have a team representing the morning show, Mm -hmm. which I'm not normally a part of. And we'll have a team representing Pat and myself in the afternoon. Okay, I'll announce the morning guys, and then you announce the afternoon guys. Yes. So if you've missed it, our Beer League broadcast is coming back Thursday, February 2nd. We're going to take over Wind Sport Event Center. We're going to do it up pro style. Mm-hmm. Gonna call the game live on the radio of the guys in the booth. You're going to have jerseys, custom jerseys provided by our friends at Tuxedo Source for Sports. From celebrity refs. Oh, an after party at Wild Rose Brewery. Oh my. Thank you very much. We're going to do a bunch of stuff in the intermissions for your friends and family that are in attendance. Mm-hmm. And so for the last couple of weeks, we've been asking you to enter your beer league team. You play beer league every week. You listen to the station. This is your chance to get it in. Uh We have scoured through the entries, through the spelling and grammatical errors, (laughs) through the are we serious with these entries, and we have our two teams. Got drum rolls, guys. Now, in case we're asleep at this point and you miss it this morning, we'll announce it again this afternoon with Pat on Flames Talk. I'm sure you'll actually be notified by one of our promo people who's maybe on holiday. I don't know how that works. Well, at some point, let you know, hey, (laughs) probably start getting guys for this one. Get ready for this one. So, uh, Patrick, if you would uh, so kindly let us know. Who will be representing Team Morning Show? All right. Uh, Morning Show will be the Whalers. Uh, Team Contact. The Hartford Whalers. The Hartford Whalers are going to play the Beer League team. Yes. Uh, They are really old uh, now. Team Contact. Tom, uh, here's what they said. Uh, Just looking for another reason to fire up the pork missile machine in the intermission and support Wild Rose heavily. Can you you say that? Pork missile? Wow. I don't know. Uh, if you're looking for some piss poor passing and the odd back check, chirping your own teammates more than anything, and awful skate to sock ratios, this is your squad. Wait till you see our players of the game award. P.S. If a few of the boys' barrels are too large to tie their own skates, can Patty help us out? Alluding to Pat Steinberg. No, I think that's for you, oh, actually. It's, it's oh. going to be you. Yeah. But yeah. So- uh, Pat Steinberg will not help the Whalers. Oh, okay. Because our goal is to crush the Whalers. Ah, okay. Uh, so, Patty, you will be in charge of helping those oh, barrel-chested gentlemen man, tie their tying skates. Tying skates is the worst. Well, you're going to have to do it. Especially not your own. 
Team Afternoon went a different direction. Okay. We want to uh, let us know our team contact, Drew. And the Lushes will be representing the afternoon show. The Lushes. The Lushes. Lots went into this, but I loved this. They've been established since 1979, Dumas. Holy Christ. Team rosters changed over the years, as one can expect. But they've maintained the same level of beer league hockey. And they thought it would be pretty awesome for their team to finally make it to the bigs, or at least on the radio. Mm -hmm. They might get their wives or girlfriends to come out to the game. I like that they said might. Might. Because, (laughs) honey, you want to come watch us on a Thursday (laughs) night, Tuesday night, whatever it is? Yeah, maybe not. They said it would be cool for some of their older alumni that couldn't make the game to hear us live on Sportsnet 960. And lastly, who wouldn't want to miss that wild after party at Wild Rose Brewery? The Lushes will represent Team Afternoon Show. So Drew and uh, Tom, the Whalers and the Lushes, if you're listening, if any of your teammates are listening... Text them February second. You're playing hockey at Windsport, and it'll be played on. Now is the 960. time to start recruiting. Yeah, like if you have trouble picking up enough guys for a Friday night, now's the time to start really hammering those plans in. We're doing this up big. Alex is going to be there doing things. Have we said what things you're going to do yet, Alex? I wasn't included in that meeting. So. Well, you wouldn't be. We just we're just going to tell you we're not. The meeting will be to determine what you're doing. We're just not going to. We're just not going to include you in that process. So it'll be a surprise. Yeah, but we'll, I'll be there. We're going to make you do something. For sure, what that is, I don't know. I think I'm going to be between the benches, getting some live reaction from coaches and players. <laughs> It'll We're looking good. forward to It'll this. It'll be fun. It'll be a great time. Thanks to uh, Wild Rose Brewery, Tuxedo Source for Sports. We are excited to get this thing rolling. And uh, yeah, February 2nd. Right. Boys, you got a month. We're giving you a full month plus a couple days to get, to get your S in gear <laughs> and get ready for that game. Be fun, man. We haven't done this in a while. Nope. We're looking forward to doing this again. Yes. And I'll wait. Looking forward to it for sure. Uh, very happy right now, though, to go down the uh, Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline this uh, Friday morning. Welcome in the uh, color voice of the Calgary Flames. He's Peter Labardius. He is brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Make sure to give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group is now offering air miles, reward miles. You can visit them at GeminiGroup.ca. Good morning, Mr. Labardius. How are you, sir? I am fine. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, good to hear, sir. How was your uh, day of hockey watching yesterday on a Flames uh, uh, it, non-game day? It, it was quite glorious. It was quite glorious. A couple of games over at 7G Sportsplex at Circle K. Um, lots of World Junior throughout the other time. And uh was so tired that I fell asleep at a record time of about 10.15. Wow. That is a record. That never, that <laughs> never happens for me. But the circus I have been running lately, um, planes, trains, automobiles, hockey rinks, 
every once in a while, you know, it catches up a little bit. And I may have been up really early on very limited sleep mm. yesterday. Yes. That's I'm not a... sure why, but I was. <laughs> yeah. Not sure why either. Uh, what caught your eye last uh, yesterday at the World Juniors? Doesn't have to be. We'll get to Canada uh, in a bit here, but some uh, interesting results. The U.S. would pick up a, a big win over Switzerland. There were some great games uh, over in the East Coast yesterday. Yeah, there most certainly was, and certainly the best game of the day, and not a surprise, involved Czechia and Sweden. Just a fabulous contest. The, the Swedes ended up winning in overtime by a score of 3-2, which unfortunately for Canada, because the Czechs were able to pick up a point in that game, Canada can no longer win their group, uh, could finish as low as third in their group, which could be a terrifying quarterfinal matchup for them, depending how things work themselves out on the other side of the equation. Um, The Americans showed me something that I wasn't sure that they had in that game. They were patient. Uh, Their details in terms of checking, much, much better. Obviously, Logan Cooley had a great day and, you know, shows again why he was a number three overall pick to Arizona, not this summer, but the summer before. They're an incredibly gifted team, uh, even though they're the youngest team in the tournament. So that was an impressive performance by them. And, you know, I'm not going to chant Latvia this morning, but boy, they did not win against the Finns, but they play their tails off each and every shift. And there's still, as you guys now know, there's still plenty of drama left in the round robin, especially tomorrow. Yeah, just the two games today. We'll see Latvia and Slovakia, Austria taking on Germany, and then Saturday, uh, a full slate of great games. You've got Switzerland and Slovakia to kick things off. Germany takes on Czechia, Finland, USA before the uh, the main event Saturday afternoon, Sweden and Canada. Speaking of the Canadians, uh, obviously a big win for them over Austria, Lou. No surprise there. Uh, Connor Bedard goes ahead and, and continues to break a number of records. Um, we had a bit of this conversation yesterday. I know that there's not much to glean from these kind of performances when you're so clearly the better team and you control so much of the play, but was there anything from Canada's performance yesterday that stood out to you one way or the other? Well, I didn't like the start. They were being outshot in the first 10 minutes, 2-1. to one. Yeah by that group so I think I sent out a tweet last night as I was watching that game so my observation is this Uh, the power play which is at 69% has really been the kickstarter for this group and do not take penalties against them because that power play is it's silly right now and has all kinds of great options on it, uh, including Connor Bedard. Um, the whole thing for me, gents, starting in earnest, because it gets awfully serious starting tomorrow. Can you match your work 
that you've done on the power play, and I'm not talking about success. Uh, I just, I think their details and I think their work at five on five needs to go up. It was better last night. And yes, I know I'm marking hard. How do you get here after, you know, 11, nothing or whatever the heck it was last night. Um, but I have, I've not been in love with their five on five play. And yes, the power play might carry them all the way to the gold medal, the way it's going. And they also deserve credit fellas for the fact that, you know, you force people in a lot of cases to take penalties against you. So, you know, maybe the five on five is, is a tad better, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's game against Sweden a, I think it will be incredibly important to win. You do not want to fall into third place in that group and end up, you know, potentially in a quarterfinal against the United States or the Finns. Now, it may not play itself out that way when it's all said and done. There's lots of combinations, especially on the other side of the draw or the other pool. But I'm going to know a lot tomorrow about this group. And there's no question they have as good a team, if not better than anyone in the event. They're just can't even put a finger on it, guys. There just seems to be something for me that isn't quite right. But we'll see. I'll know tomorrow. I'll know tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And they could even lose that game potentially tomorrow if a goalie you know, if Lynn Baum has another great day and stands on his melon. But I think I'll have a great idea tomorrow whether this team can repeat as champions. Do you have a preference of who you'd go to in goal tomorrow, Lou? Uh, I don't, and that's a big part of the problem, too. Yeah. Um, you, you know, Godreau wasn't tested last night. Um you know, when I reflect back to his performance at the 2021 U18 tournament, he eventually grabbed the ball in that event, and Milic was also the other goalie in that event. Maybe they go that way. But that, and I'm glad you brought it up, Logan, that matters a ton. So I'm not sure which way they're going to go tomorrow, but you need to see someone who you think is capable of winning you three one-game showdowns. Yeah, to me it was it was one of the questions that I, I didn't hear asked enough about and one that I was certainly looking at saying I, I really don't know who I would prefer to see, and I guess we'll, we'll see where the coaching staff's head is at uh, ahead of tomorrow's game. It'll be a big one for Canada uh, as they take on Sweden, and we'll – uh, chat more about that uh, next week with you, Lou, and we've had some more results over the weekend. But uh, do you want to, of course, talk some Flames and Canucks with you ahead of tomorrow's matchup? And we'll get to that in just a second as well. But I, I wanted to take a second to, to ask you about uh, a guy that celebrated an impressive milestone last night in the Jets' win over the Vancouver Canucks. Game number 1,000 for Sam Gagne in his career, the former London Knight, the former sixth overall pick. In 2007, has played time with the Oilers, the Flyers, Coyotes, Jackets, Canucks, Red Wings, and now the Jets. Uh, what have you? Uh, what do you think of when you think of Sam Gagne in a thousand games, Lou? 
I think I've had too many birthdays. Um, <laughs> just, just thought I'd throw that out this morning because I can and did. Is that one of those um, guys that makes you feel old when you think he's at a thousand games? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. These these days, everybody kind of makes me feel old, and I've always said, you know, I've been around long enough that I've broadcast a lot of players, and now I'm broadcasting their kids games i'm not sure that i'll still be doing the job when their kids come around and do it um it's i'm glad you brought this one up in all sincerity and and so the first time i ever watched sam play the game was in u16 hockey and sam was on the same team as john Tavares who was one year younger at the time. And so my, uh, I guess, legacy of watching Sam has gone on for a long time and then what he did in junior. But I really got a great glimpse of him when I was lucky enough. It's one of the highlights of my career when I called the 2007 Canada-Russia Super Series that year sam was a massive part of that team which had uh you know a lot of good good players on it including mr Tavares and mr dowdy and claude Giroux and you know i'm i could name the whole list but i'm not going to um and nothing's really ever changed you know he's incredibly intelligent on and off the ice he is He's really classy, and and I give him a lot of credit. A few years ago, it looked like his days in the NHL might be over, but I know what's kept him in the game, and it's and it's not just what he does on the ice. It's who he is. He's a great teammate. Uh, he's moved around now quite a bit in the tail end of his career. He still has the ability, and you know now uh, a ten to twelve minute role to to give you good minutes and good smart minutes. He's going to make younger people on your team better around him. So, yeah, I, I've I've been a really, really big fan of Sam for a long, long time and, and good on him for hanging in there and his love of the game and his, and his intelligence, his intelligence. Um, you know, this guy hasn't hit – a thousand yet he will and that comparison a little bit although i don't frankly because of covid and um i don't know trevor lewis as well as a person even though he's a flame but there are some similarities for me between those two guys they're great teammates you know they still skate pretty well trevor certainly does uh, he's a couple years older, actually. He's 35. Sam's 33. But they're smarts, the kind of teammate they are. You can always count on them. So really happy, really happy for him. And thanks for uh, the opportunity to share a few things. Of course. Uh, Chad with Peter Lavardius, the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, he's brought to you every single day by the Gemini Group Home Renovations and uh, Patrick, we've got uh, a game to look forward to tomorrow night between mm-hmm. the Flames and the Canucks. Yeah, Peter, uh, with the Canucks uh, coming in here, they're kind of up and down. 
whatever they're doing. Ladrop a tough one last night to the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, what did you did you see? What uh, what did you make of JT Miller's uh, little thing with Colin Delia yesterday? If you saw it, uh, can you please help me? Because yeah, yeah. I so was a little enamored. Sorry. Essentially, with, yeah. yeah. Essentially, no, the, that's okay. At the end of the game, Lou uh, Delia is trying to get off for an extra skater for the Canucks. He's unable to as the Canucks can't get past uh, the Winnipeg forecheck at their own blue line. Uh, Miller gets circles back around, and when he's on the half wall, you can see him and hear him very loudly shouting at his goaltender and motioning with his hand to get to the bench in, in quite a stern fashion, we'll say. way? Yes. Uh, he would wind up behind the net as Delia gets off for the final skater. He slaps his stick on the net and then takes the puck up the ice, and mm-hmm. uh, it didn't sit well with uh, many Vancouver fans and a lot of people uh, who observed the play. Well, I'll have to look it up. Um, it, it wouldn't sit well with me. Now, as we are prone to do in the media and as fans are prone to do, I'm always a little careful, guys, of judging people's actions in frustrated emotional moments. Mm-hmm. So that would be caveat one. Caveat two is in JT's case, who's a fiery guy, and it's one of the things that makes him. Um, JT Miller, and I could be 100% wrong, has never struck me as a guy who always endeared himself to the rest of his group. That's that's the best way I can put it. Um, I would say that whether it's this this business, that business, any business, you don't embarrass people out in front of the world. Yeah, that's a situation. And again, easy for me to say, but I'm an I'm an incredibly competitive, emotional person. And so I'm not giving him a free pass, but that conversation is fair. Maybe he's probably more mad at the game and himself than he is at his goalie, but he's got to take it out somewhere. And there's no, there's no real need for that. You know, here's an idea play a better game so that you don't even have to remove your goalie. So that's the negative side. But the other side that I don't ever want people to lose sight of is, you know, when you're, listen, we've followed a team daily that's, you know, been pretty up and down Mm -hmm. and they're in a, they're in a fight every single night for the most part to win or lose. It's taxing. It's emotional. And, and Canadian markets, whether guys say they don't listen or don't hear or doesn't matter, no, no, they do. They do. We all do, whether we want to or not or put any credence into it or not. We all do. So emotion is high. There's lots going on there. So to me, that's a 50-50 split, Patrick. It's no 
that shouldn't you should never embarrass a teammate anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere in front of the world. No way, not in my You mind. need to you want to go in the room and sit him down exactly. and say whatever you want to get to the bottom of it, but you don't do that. You don't do that. Uh, big game tomorrow for the Flames to uh, you know sort of continue this momentum here, Peter, after what's been two pretty good games off of the Christmas break, and now obviously a Saturday night at the Saddle Dome should be a, a pretty good atmosphere tomorrow for the Flames and the Canucks. Yeah, I'm going to guess there's going to be a little sauce running through. A little bit. Um, a little juice in the building. Little little juice, or I like to call it sauce, because that's <laughs> generally what uh, what happens. And it's an eight o'clock start. Yeah, um, I. It's funny as I walk upstairs to go to the booth. Um, you always run into the security people, and I always wish them well on nights like that. <laughs> yeah. Saturday nights, Edmonton games. I always make a point of finding one of them and going. I hope they behave for you tonight. <laughs> Uh, as far as the team is concerned, really, really good things coming out of both those games after Christmas. This is another team that you want to keep behind you. That's really, really important when you're in the position that the Flames are in. And you want to go out and... Your details need to be really good. I, I think they've found some chemistry amongst their groups. The majority of their best people are going pretty well right now. Their goaltending has been very good. So, you know, put another good one on the table and win a game and, and go into the new year on on a bit of a high, and then they won't play again until the third. So that break, unless my days are wrong is technically as long as what was supposed to be some form of Christmas break, except this time they don't have to travel home from California. Yeah. They had to stay home. Yeah. So I like, I like how the schedule is kind of unfolding for them a little bit because of the real break that comes up at the end of January. I believe I counted 12 games in the first month of 2023. So lots of tough ones, though. Another big road trip in the middle of that. Win a hockey game, continue to play well, and beat a division opponent. Your division record, I think, this year might mean more in the flame state than it almost ever has. Well, let's finish things off, Lou, like we uh, always do. We used to do it at a different time, but still glad to uh, to do it now. It's uh, another edition of What Does Lou Say, and it's brought to you by our great friends at Roos Chris Steakhouse, now open Tuesday to Sunday at 5 p.m., the perfect place to indulge before the game. Enjoy primetime steak, a prime steak, excuse me, broiled to perfection and served sizzling on a 500-degree plate. Uh, our question from Greg today, Lou, who has won a $200 gift card to Roos Chris Steakhouse, and a pair of lower bowl tickets to an upcoming Flames game. Uh, I liked this question, thought it was topical and would work well. For anybody looking uh, forward to the NHL future stars, uh, Greg's question for you, Lou, today is, uh, for a few years now, we've been told Connor Bedard is the next one, and every few years we come across an extremely, exceptionally talented player. I'm curious who the next one or two might be down the road in a few years, Lou. Is there any player on your radar that might be the next star 
after Connor Bedard? That's an awesome question. I don't really think I've seen anyone else in the last few years that I can look at and go, that is, you know, a spectacular or special talent. Um, I, I do have one young person in mind, but I, I'm not going to really get into it because I think it's incredibly unfair um, to probably start that kind of pressure. But I will say this. There, and he's a 2009 birthday. And see, this is how I'm going to talk about it anonymously, but I'm yes. going to kind of tell you. Okay? Yeah. Because I have a lot of respect for the young man, and I have tremendous respect for his coach and his father. But there is a young player at maybe a hockey school in the Calgary area. Um, that is a U15 player. He plays defense. He's a 2009-born player. It is very early in the process. But his skating ability, his vision, um, his awareness, and for me, there was a tournament that I was involved in in November here in Calgary called the Rocky Mountain Classic. And he was clearly the best player for me in that event. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Western Hockey League, if he continues to progress, and yet I don't think his dad will do it because of who he is. But yes, there is, if you want to do the research, I've opened the door and I apologize um, I just, I don't really want to get into that talk yet. No. Now, he has another tournament coming up in the middle of January that I'll see as well. If I see again what I saw, then I might be willing to reveal who's behind. What's that show where they sing and you can't see? Mass, Mass Singer. Singer. Yeah. Yeah. This is my version of Matt Singer, <laughs> except I'm the ju- except I'm the judge, and I already know who I might. Pick. Uh, Lou, appreciate that. Thanks very much, Greg, for sending in your question. Uh, yeah. You've won a $200 gift card to go visit our friends at Roost Chris Steakhouse and a pair of uh, tickets to an upcoming Flames game in the lower bowl. It's very easy. All you got to do, head to sportsnet.ca slash 960. Go to the contest tab. You'll see what does Lou say. Submit your question. If we answer it on a Friday, you're, could, you could be our next winner. Uh, thanks to our great friends at Roost Chris Steakhouse for putting on this contest every single week. Lou, appreciate the time as always, sir. Enjoy your Friday. Happy New Year. We will uh, talk to you tomorrow on a Flames game day. Have a great call against the Canucks, sir. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Happy New Year to you guys, all your listeners, and uh, certainly Tim Collins and his incredible group over at Roost Chris. I haven't yet been able to hook up with Tim, but I, he is a massive, massive hockey fan. Um, and the way he runs his business over there is absolutely top shelf, top drawer. And I'm not, 
not eating this kind of stuff these days, but man, that, that sweet potato casserole, I can crush it right now. <laughs> See you, Lou. Bye, guys. There you go. Peter Labardius, color voice of the Calgary Flames, joins us uh, every, uh, usually joins me every day on Sportsnet today, but joining us on the morning mm-hmm. show. Uh, he's brought to you by the Gemini Group Home Renovations. Your home renovation should be a reflection of who you are. Make sure to give your home the Gemini difference. The Gemini Group is now offering air miles, reward miles. You can visit them at geminigroup.ca. Uh, no Flames hockey at the Saddle Dome tonight, but the Calgary Roughnecks yes, taking over are. the Saddle Dome for a little bit of a party. They are off to a hot start this year. They've got an interesting opponent coming to town tonight. We'll talk to Roughnecks captain Jesse King next here on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, a battle of the last two undefeated teams in the NLL's Western Conference. Your Calgary Roughnecks welcoming in the San Diego Seals. It's been a tremendous start to the year for Calgary, and they look to keep it going tonight, which should be a rocking atmosphere at the Dome as the Roughnecks take on the Seals. And very excited uh, to have with us this morning uh, the captain of the Calgary Roughnecks, Jesse King, joins us. Jesse, apologies. Uh, we're a couple minutes late with you this morning, but uh, thanks for joining us on a game day today, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. No, I uh, really appreciate the time. Uh, exciting night for you guys tonight. It's been a great start to the season. Uh, how are you feeling on a game day ahead of a matchup against San Diego? Yeah, I think we're feeling uh, pretty solid. You know, we're pretty familiar with a few other guys, and um, I think uh, Coach has done a really good job, you know, having the week off with uh, with the Christmas and uh, Boxing A being on the weekend, so guys getting a little bit of extra prep time. Um, coming in yesterday, we got out on the floor. Even with some uh, luggage issues, we got out on the floor <laughs> and uh, ran around a little bit and got the legs moving. And uh, I know guys are excited to be back together after you know a couple of weeks away from each other. It's been a strong start to the year for your group. Uh, two wins over Vancouver, 11-9, and then 14-5. When you look back at those two games, uh, how impressed are you with your group to, to start this early season off in the NLL? Yeah, it's a, we talked about it all, like, all throughout the preseason and, you know, having first two games against a conference opponent, we have that season series already, you know, in the Mm -hmm. first two weeks of of season. And um, that's extremely important when it comes to, you know, end of the season, when you're trying to, you know, get into those playoff spots. Um, I think, you know, we are still kind of working on finding our identity as a team and as a whole, and uh, that'll take some time, but, you know, we took some couple really good steps in the right direction uh, in those first two weeks, really showing that we're going to get up and down the floor and, and play fast and play physical. Uh, looking forward to tonight. I know it's it's still early on. There's lots of season left, but it, it has to get the guys pretty juiced up that there's a chance to take on a, another undefeated team and keep your spot atop of the Western Conference, even though, like I said, it, it's only two games. Any chance that you have to remain in first is probably a, a nice opportunity for your group, eh, Jesse? Yeah, it, it it really is. You you have a really good opportunity where, you know, we can come out of a break, start the season three and zero. The guys are really excited. I know that uh, you know, coach has been talking about this game for the last couple of weeks since um, those two wins over Vancouver. And I think that for us as a group, you you know, you kind of have this game circled, knowing that we last year we. You know, we went 0-3 against San Diego, so we know mm-hmm. that they're, that we're going to be uh, hungry this game. And I think that our 
you know, our strategy and how we play as a team, it, it matches up well against them. And I think that uh, they're, they're going to be surprised when they come out on the floor and our energy is extremely high and we're moving the ball quickly and playing physical on our back end. And we have a good game plan set up. What's the feeling like heading into tonight? Obviously, Curtis Dixon is making his return to Calgary, uh, one of the great roughnecks of all time, a former teammate of yours, but he's not the only former roughneck that San Diego brings in this. What are these games like, Jesse, when someone's coming back to town or you're getting to see a couple of other teammates? Does that kind of get you guys a little bit more excited for the game, knowing that you've got a couple familiar faces on the other side? Yeah, you know, we talk about those guys in um – uh, in what they're going to bring to their team uh, at night. And those are the only times that we're going to talk about them. Um, we like to try and focus on us and what we can control. Obviously, that means, you know, when we're getting, like, small things, getting hard off the bench, um, coming onto the floor hard, playing with intensity, um, and just focusing on ourselves and what our our identity is. Because we know what their identity is. We've had a lot of their guys on our team. And um, I think that, you know, kind of going back to our last point is that our, our style of play is going to match up really well against them tonight. And obviously it's, it's always interesting to see guys that you've played with on the same side. And, you know, I got all love for those guys there. You know, I learned so much from, you know, Kurt and uh, from Doves over the last, you know, few years when they were here. And mm-hmm. now that they're gone, it's, uh, it, it's sad to see it, but at the same time, they're, you know, we can talk to each other after the game. For now, it's business, and they they would have it no other way, and I don't think we would either. Uh, it was interesting hearing this week as you guys return to practice, and, you know, we're getting ready for this game. Tyler uh, Pace has talked a lot about the physicality of your group and how that's become a strength for you guys and something that you guys are going to continue to use throughout the year. How important is that for your group to, to have that sort of physicality be a staple of your game for your team, Jesse? Yeah, it's enormous, and our our like our defense is also enormous. You know, we've got mm-hmm. guys. We only have a couple of guys that are, you know, not over six feet, and they're they're a big group of guys, and they play a really good systematic defense. And I think that, you know, creating that identity for our team to, um, you know be physical on the back end where we can, you know, maybe defer guys to doing th- from doing things that they normally are going to be doing on the back end because they're so physical. Um, and I know, especially for myself as an offensive guy where, you know, when you come down on a, on a team or on a defense and they're being physical and pushing you away from where you want to go, it, it's exhausting. And that, that's exactly what our defense does is exhaust other teams offense so far. And, um, you know, we're really thankful, but behind that defense, we've got one of the best goaltenders in the world in Christian Del Bianco. And, you know, they, uh, the way that our defense is designed is to give him shots that he wants to see and for him to do his job in the back there as well. So I think that with that physicality and that athleticism in the back end, it, it creates a lot of really good chances for us as a team to have a really solid defense, but also transition into a great offense because you have guys that can stay on the floor and and move the ball up the floor. And I think that's kind of where our identity is kind of coming into place right now. Uh, on a personal note, Jesse, and I know you guys are, are so team-focused, and I, I love that aspect of your group. You guys are always talking about you know the group rather than individual. But for you, it's a, it's a different year for yourself coming in as the, the team's captain. How's it been the first couple of weeks with that C on your chest? Have you, have you noticed a difference? Has it been business as usual? What's the, the transition been like for you? 
Yeah, I think um, I'm just so lucky to be in a place that I'm in right now. I've got guys on the team that are, you know, giving it to me a little bit more <laughs> than they normally would um, just because of the, the whole captaincy thing. And I, I wouldn't have it any other way, really. I, I have so much support here with um, the coaching staff and the guys that are around me and the core group of guys that are around me that really – uh, we all try to support each other, whether it's you know on the floor or off the floor, and I think that's what makes us such a you know awesome organization to play or team to play for because we do support each other in that way. And you know, <laughs> even if it's guys giving you a little bit of a harder time or <laughs> it, because of that captaincy, you know, I think it's uh, it's a sign of you know that kind of likability and your ability to be vulnerable with guys and that's how you get people to be a little bit more comfortable is to just show a little bit of vulnerability once in a while. But at the same time, you're able to flip that switch and put things into a business mentality and get ready for the game. And also kind of lay the, you know, lay the hammer down a little bit when you need to um, just to keep guys a little bit in line. And uh, they all respect that. And I think that there's a lot of guys on our team that would do the exact same thing, which is what makes, you know, this job pretty easy. Yeah. Sort of that leadership, that comes in the locker room with you know everybody pulling on the strings. It's not just one guy leading the way. Yeah, committee. Yeah, that's a big thing for any group. And I, this is an interesting question. I was like asking guys when they're in this spot, but were you surprised by the announcement? Is this something that you've chatted with with Kurt or with any of your teammates when it was coming up? Was it uh, a surprise for you when you you found out you're going to be the team captain? Uh, yeah, it, it definitely was a surprise. Um, it was a surprise, even though like you you kind of have an idea of it might happen. Yeah, um, there's a few different ways that I thought that this could have gone. I thought that um, you know Kurt might have made the decision to run you know three assistant captains this year, which I would have totally been on board with, um, or to you know uh, inevitably select a guy that was going to wear a seat on the chest. And um, I'm obviously just pretty honored and happy that they decided to do what they did um do i think it was the right decision i'm not sure yet uh, i'll let you know, you know at the end of the season. <laughs> but so far you know obviously it's easy to say that things are going well right now because we're two and oh yeah you know we haven't haven't battled a whole ton of adversity and i think that that's really when you know teams kind of show who they really are is when there is a little bit of adversity what's going to happen if we go down by a few goals tonight what's going to happen you know, if we go on a one or two game losing streak, those are the times that you know, our leadership really needs to step up. And I think, like I said, as a committee, I think we're going to be able to do that and stay positive and also make the changes that we need to to get back on that kind of success train. And that could be, you know, over a longer period of time, that could be in a two or three minute increment on the floor while we're playing. So it's, uh, it's always interesting to see how teams kind of battle in those adversity moments. And mm-hmm. I'm really excited to see kind of what we can do as a, as a unit here as well. Uh, really excited to be chatting with uh, Roughnecks captain Jesse King uh, joining us on a game day. The Roughnecks uh, hosting the San Diego Seals tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, I'm Logan Gordon, joined by Patrick Dumas this morning. Patrick, Jesse, uh, talk it. You're being back home now. You're you're in Vancouver. Your last game. You had a week off. Everybody was out with their family doing their own thing. Now you're back here. We know that the type of crowd is at the Saddle Dome at the Rough House for your type of game. Just just talk to, to about how great the crowd is at, at the Saddle Dome and just what you're expecting to. Night. I mean, there's families in town. It should be a really good atmosphere, eh? 
Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's always special playing in Calgary back in our in our arena. We're mm-hmm. uh, supported so well throughout the community for lacrosse and, you know, even other sports, obviously, as well. Um, I, you know, I've got a friend, a couple of friends that are in town that are coming to the game. Um, it's right around the holidays, too. So I think that people don't have, you know, as much going on as they normally would. So I expect that there'll probably be a few more bodies in the crowd tonight, which will be awesome. Um it, it it does. It gives you that whole level of, you know, energy and excitement for these kind of games where you can play at home, um, especially after being away for a week or being away for a couple of weeks. It's it's nice to be, you know, in, in your normal kind of hotel room, in your normal routine instead of, you know, being in a little bit of an unfamiliar routine when you're playing a, a, an away game. So um, it makes things a little bit more familiar for everybody and a little bit easier. And uh, we're all very excited. Yeah, there we go. Uh, talk about uh, other some of your team. Tyler Pace, he's right behind you in, in leading score with uh, with ten points. Uh, talk about some of your teammates who uh, Hayden Dixon, uh, Zach Hayriers. Just how how some of the guys have uh, been playing this year with you guys two and zero right now. Yeah, I think um, you know Pacer's got a bigger a really big role this year, being the the number one righty on that side. He probably has to carry the yes or not probably he does have to carry the ball a little bit more, um, be a little bit more of a feeder. And also know when the time is to, you know, take it to the rack and go to the net. Um, he's done a really good, great job so far, obviously. Um, and then, you know, Hayden is coming into his own as a really talented goal scorer, um, learning our offense, getting a little bit more familiar with everybody. You know, you always have Dan Taylor on our team who's just, I, I, he's Mr. Reliable. He's so intelligent. He understands our offense. He, he knows when to step in and when is, what his role is. Um, he's an ultimate team guy as well. Um, same with cooker and same with wires, you know, those guys are kind of coming into their own as players where, you know, they're starting to understand their role, know, you know, what you need to be doing when you're, you know, maybe jumping on the floor with a certain guy, um, understanding each other's strengths so that you can kind of play around them. Um, and, you know, just as an offensive, as by committee this year it's it's really exciting to see you know our you're not seeing guys with like eight nine points every game you're seeing kind of like that six five four margin where you know even when we're scoring 15 goals like we did against Vancouver a couple weeks ago there was you know everyone everyone contributed even guys on our back end obviously we're getting a couple of goals and that's kind of what we look for as a team um so it's it's really exciting it's so much fun to watch the guys you know smiles on their faces kind of coming into their own and being happy with how they're playing. Uh, hopefully you have more smiles on your face after tonight, Jesse. Thanks so much for the time today. Really do appreciate it. I know it's a game day. Uh, lots to do for you guys. Best of luck tonight and the rest of the season. Uh, we'll chat with you again down the line. Good luck, Jesse. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, take Not care. The captain of the Calgary Roughnecks, Jesse King, joining us this morning down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. They're in action tonight at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome, welcoming in some familiar faces, including Curtis Dixon. Uh, Superman makes his return. Dane Doby, among a number of former Calgary Roughnecks that are in the San Diego lineup. Uh, you're going to want to get down to the Saddle Dome tonight. Uh, it's going to be a great game, 7 o'clock uh, at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, again, I'll, I'll say this until I'm blue in the face, Patrick. Calgary um, is so lucky to have so many different sporting mm-hmm. atmospheres, whether it's the Flames, the Hitmen, uh, Wranglers, Cavalry, uh, what they do in Okotoks with the dogs uh, in the summertime, and the Roughnecks is mm-hmm. its own 
special and unique thing. And if you're looking for something to do, you got a Friday off and you're looking for uh, something to do, oh, yeah. I-, I couldn't recommend more heading to uh, the Roughnecks website and heading to Ticketmaster and grabbing a couple tickets. This is as good as it gets. These are two teams at the top of their game. The Roughnecks mm-hmm. are playing some really great uh, lacrosse right now to start the season, and they're going to look to come out of this 3-0 and and a special opportunity to, to welcome back one of the greats uh, of, of Calgary lacrosse yes. and Curtis Dixon. So that's uh, going to be a tremendous one. So make sure you head out there again. 7 o'clock, the Seals in town to take on the Roughnecks, a battle for first place early on, mm-hmm. albeit, but still a battle for first place in the NLL's Western Conference, two undefeated teams. Uh, thank you to Laura and the Roughnecks for uh, setting that up, and thank you to Jesse for his time today. Really appreciate it. Uh, the newest captain of the Calgary Roughnecks and a guy that, it's hard not to like oh, a guy yeah. when you listen to him and talk about his mm. teammates and uh, about the opportunity. And look, Jesse hasn't played a lot in his time in Calgary. He's spent a lot of time watching due to injuries to start his uh, roughnecks career mm. after coming over from Georgia. And last year, I think, spoke volumes about what he can be to this team. And mm. clearly, when a guy like Kurt Miloski goes and says, this is a guy that we want uh, to wear a captaincy, that means a lot for uh, the Calgary Roughnecks. So good luck to the yep. Roughnecks tonight as they take on the San Diego Seals. We'll uh, take a break, come back on the other side, uh, kick off hour three of the program with a look at the opposition, the Vancouver Canucks falling to the Winnipeg Jets last night. They're the next opponent for the Calgary Flames. We'll chat with Brendan Bass with the radio play-by-play voice of the Vancouver Canucks next here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan.